Hello, bonjour, welcome to the Backhanders. We bring you all the ins and the outs from the great game of tennis. We cover each tennis slam. We're unafraid to slam tennis. And with me is a man so loved by the French. They're renaming the chat to the Philippe Catrier. It's Le Catters, oui, oui. Hello, Lightning, or Vitam, as I should say, which is obviously Polish for hello. Of course. Appropriate, given the fact that I've just lodged my paperwork to become a fully-fledged Pole Lightning. I am on the bandwagon. I've torn up my Australian passport, something that I've threatened to do for a long time, having grown up watching women's tennis down under. And I'm stoked to soon be a part of Team Poland. I can see the writing on the wall. I, I warsaw the writing on the wall, <laughs> Lightning. It was puns like that that made me very popular at the consulate this morning. And I'm looking forward to riding Igor Schwantek's success for the next 30 years. Oh. What a country and what a woman. Absolutely. Katas, I mean, you've, you've pole danced for years, so it feels very <laughs> appropriate that you're... Uh... <laughs> You're now officially a pole. You're, of course, referring to the absolute champion that is Iga Schwantek, who has now won her second French Open, who is just unstoppable and bullied her way through the tournament, barely even had a chink in the armour by the end. Cutters, what a phenomenal performance. Yeah, unbelievable lightning. And I think, let's just put it in perspective, though. It would be easy to focus too much on the positives, and that is Schwantek's dominance. <laughs> I want to bring us back to reality. And that is, what are these other chumps doing? It is the flattest field I can remember in women's tennis. We knew going into this tournament that it was a foregone conclusion. Yeah, I saw this coming from a mile away, <laughs> Lightning. The opponents lacked polish. They lacked polish. I'm getting very nationalistic even as I speak to you now, Lightning. And... I feel like it might just be the recent history that I brushed up on this morning at the consulate whilst cramming for my citizenship test, but <laughs> communism, Lightning, it springs to mind. That's it. And that's not just because of the hammer and sickle tattoo I got on my lower back <laughs> this afternoon. It's the fact that when I look at the women's field of tennis at the moment, it's almost as if every single one has been equipped with exactly the same mindset, mm. the same resources, the mm. same skill. I was going to say skills, but I don't think we can say plural for any of those players ranked from two to 400 in the world, Lightning. And in this communist malaise of greyness and boredom, mm. outstrides Captain America Winter Soldier. I haven't seen so many Marvel films, Lightning. Luckily, I don't think anyone else has either, judging on their poor box office returns for the last 20 years. So you'll have to kind of work with this perhaps forced analogy. Okay. That being our favorite Polish assassin is suddenly Captain America. But just the sheer dominance, crushing these robots one at a time lightning and who is going to spring up who is going to challenge captain america we need a thor mm -hmm. we need a spider woman yes. we need a mini mouse i don't care who you are <laughs> get up have a crack and claim the infinity rocks i <laughs> 
it felt like Infinity watching these women play in the early rounds. And I could feel it in my Infinity Rocks Lightning. My Infinity Stones were hanging heavy by the quarterfinals, Lightning. Well said, Cutters. And look, it, it, there is no doubt Schwantek is indeed a marvel. And uh, that's the little Easter egg you were hinting at all yes. along yes. in that very elaborate and uh, totally misplaced analogy. Thank you. But thank you. It's a hand-in-glove, match-made-in-heaven, the Captain America and Iga Schwantek. Cutters, I assume what you're referring to, what you're angling at, is the fact that this woman is so far head and shoulders above the rest of the field. It is ridiculous. She has just won her sixth straight final. She's now won her last nine finals. And in all of those finals, the most amount of games cutters she's conceded is five. She is now on a 35-match winning streak, which breaks Serena Williams' record. It now equals Venus Williams' last shot at relevance and any chance of staying in any record book anywhere. And cutters, she now has claim to being the second best clay court player in the world. Her record currently is 21 matches and two losses. If she wins the next 90 matches and only loses one, she'll equal Rafael Nadal's record. <laughs> Unbelievable. Catters in the last 56 sets she has played, she has won 54. That, my friend, is what you were talking about with your delightful Captain America reference. And Lightning, the thing that frustrates me is there was another superhero on the landscape. And she was Australian, mm. which is a nation that I have absolutely no emotional attachment to anymore. <laughs> Her name was Tony Stark, and she was an absolute ball crusher. And she had the world at her feet before she was tempted into that cave to make sweet love to the Hulk, Lightning. And good luck to her. I wish them all the best. Not a series of paparazzi photos I'm keen to see. What happened to this matchup, Lightning? It's it's a terrific question, Catters, and it is the one tiny blight that will forever loom large over Schwantek's career, and that is that she's living in a post-Barty era. Catters, mm. when she receives her 35th slam, people will be asking her, so just quickly, loving the slam collection you got there, <laughs> you know, goes down a treat. Just a quick question, how many of those 35 slams were, uh, were PB? We're post-Barty. How many? 34? Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's good. Well done. Well yeah. done. <laughs> and all that we've got to work with is mismatches. My metaphor, Cutters, my Marvel metaphor is this French Open was rocking up to your local 12-year-old girl green belt karate exhibition, putting Tina into the ring only to hear... That current reigning champion, Lisa, would not be featuring as her opponent this year. No, they've installed Jackie Chan <laughs> as the matchup for this Tuesday night's exhibition. Cutters, that's what we're talking about. That's what we were dealing with this year. <laughs> Lightning, you're crawling your way from 1980s to slightly more updated <laughs> references. But Jackie Chan, absolutely <laughs> Lightning. And if that was not enough, I think they bound and gagged the poor green belted <laughs> girls prior to feeding them to fast hands Chan. And if that metaphor is really going to work lightning, they were also taken out onto the chat, spun around seven times and then hoisted uh, like a pinata for Chan to 
have his way with a number of weapon options. And boy, did he ever do that. So, and didn't the French public love it, Lightning? I haven't seen a response like that since Rush Hour 7, Punishment in Paris. I've got nothing in my head. I'm just really excited and I want to hug the whole stadium. Le Cat 2022 French Open is over. Cat is amidst the mire and mud and the joys and celebrations. There must be some gems that have got you excited. What has enthused you most in this year's French Open? Well, Lightning, I think the last couple of years I've mellowed in my personality. I think Mm. you can attest to that. Listeners can attest to the fact that the fire had gone a little out of my belly. So in that vein, it was wonderful to spend a little bit more time engaging with Roland Garros and being reminded by how much this tournament is a flaming turd on the tennis calendar. And so many different elements reminded me why this is a subpar tournament. That if we're stripping ranking points off Wimbledon, we should be literally setting the stands on fire at this place. Firstly, I've written here women, and I don't know exactly what I meant by women, probably what we spoke about earlier in the intro, but I'm going to fire up again. Oh, no, wait, it's the women's scheduling lightning. What an absolute farce. Now, I know we've been slightly critical of the women in the past 20 minutes, but they deserve equal billing. I've always said equality starts on the tennis court, not in the home, definitely not in schools. But what we're seeing is a joke. I think out of the 10 possible feature night sessions, only one involved a women's match. And Lightning, that's just not good enough. And the one women's match they had, Kat, has featured Jackie Chan. (laughs) They assumed Jackie was a female's name. He was neutered, and I appreciate the commitment (laughs) of Ms. Chan. Lightning, it's not just a retrograde approach to equality that's a problem. It is the fact that these chumps have the technology, but don't use it. They've installed Hawkeye. They've installed drones to analyze all of the movements of the balls, all that sort of stuff. They've got those dunnies that squirts water up and washes you without needing toilet paper. They are the future forward tournament, yet they refuse to incorporate the technology that they have at hand. I'll give you an example. Hawkeye, okay, pretty precise, used by every tournament around the world. Roland Garros, oh, we have it, and we will show you the technology on television and use it for replays to scrutinize. But when the incident actually takes place, we require the chair umpire to dismount their giant (laughs) Baywatch-style tower, come down, analyze the marking of the ball. Also, let's remember, these courts haven't been swept between each point. There are a hundred different markings out there. (laughs) Point to the marking that they think the ball made. Then I believe a squire comes out with a trumpet and a scroll and addresses the court. And most times, the marking was the shape of a foot. And all the while, the umpire has to hassle Hoff back to the chair. 
They're not even shirtless lightning. That would be at least a nice payoff for the impatient fans. No, one of them they pointed to Kat, is so that's not a ball. That's a yeti. That's a. Some of the trackers have been following that one for years. Well, it would be in keeping with the prehistoric approach they are having at the moment, Lightning. (laughs) And that was one issue. Another issue was just the lost in translation moments. I mean, can we just all agree that English is the superior language? I think it's cute that you like to have le snack. I had le snack and my lunch breaks growing up at school. It was wonderful. I felt cultured. You can have that. You can still call it a baguette. You can still reference deja vu. You can still reference deja vu. You can still reference deja vu. But Lightning, can we just use English? Because I noticed in one of the first rounds when Paolo Bedosa was playing Kaya Yuvan of Slovakia, Yuvan was cramping badly and she reached out to the chair umpire and asked for a fruit leather. Now, a fruit leather is exactly what it sounds like. It is a fruit bar that's shaped like a leather strap. Now, this is where it must at least be on the lowest level chair umpire's test that you need to be able to work out when charades is going on with the players to not respond by saying letter, fruit letter. No, 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 leather, fruit Fruit bar? No, no, fruit leather. Lettuce. She came out with a head of lettuce. (laughs) Again, probably a medieval response to cramping, but not appropriate for today's game, Lightning. Then, in the semi-final, we had a protester who walked out on court, had the time and presence of mind to attach herself to the net by gluing herself (laughs) and then hanging a wire around her neck and attaching it to the net. I don't know if it was a protester or MacGyver lightning. I mean, she had so much time out there. What were these security guard slackers doing? I think at one point she built a house out of popsicle sticks, not for any reason other than to just prove that she had the time up her sleeve. And her shirt was emblazoned with... 1,028 days left. Yes. Which I don't quite understand whether that's the amount of time she figured she had until one (laughs) of the guards came and approached her. I don't know. (laughs) Finished his little snack and decided to come and (laughs) attend to the protester. It was amazing, Cutters. Went for a leisurely stroll, ran a protest march mid-match before the security (laughs) guards were awoken. If you've got time to glue yourself to anything, (laughs) I mean, seriously. Oh, unbelievable. The protester had me very confused. 1,028 days emblazoned on her top. I believe she was protesting climate inactivity, but as it happened during the Marin Cilic semi-final, I found myself wondering whether she was just trying to highlight the 1,028 days of Marin Cilic inactivity. Uh, <laughs> hadn't seen the bloke in 10 years, and here he was in a semi-final, so it's a fair thing to highlight. Uh, you know, a little bit extravagant, but, uh, you know. Absolutely lightning, but still a worthy cause, I think we can all agree. And finally, <laughs> just the French being French at the press conferences. I Some of the confusing questions being asked of players post-match. I mean, it just gets my goat lightning that these journalists, particularly towards the women, can ask completely irrelevant questions. And 
You wouldn't see this happening at the Australian Open, not on my watch, and definitely not happening at any of the other slams. But at this Mickey Mouse event, you get Iga Schwantek, who's just gone on her Godzilla-style demolition of the city. And one of the journalists then says to her, and this is not racist, this is just me channeling my inner Parisian lightning. Uh, Miss uh, Schwantek, uh, I have noticed you don't like to wear the makeup. You, when you're not on court, remind me of uh, how you say Casper Le Friendly Ghost. I know. Unbelievable. I mean, what does it matter whether she goes out and uses makeup in her own time, Kat? It's an unbelievable question. It is lightning. And I think the same journalist still followed up with the question, many other players on the tour, they have their own foundation. Uh, have you considered applying your own foundation? <laughs> Crap question, crap tournament. How about you, Lightning? What are you excited about? Oh, well, you know, Katis, for me, I, I, we should mention uh, another player who has played in this tournament and we haven't really mentioned his name to this point. His name is, let me just look it up, Rafael Nadal. Katis, this man just won his 14th French Open title. He's now won 22 majors, Katis. I mean, this is just mm. ridiculous. He's never even lost a final at the French. He's won 14 of them, Catters. It is unbelievable. He's now the oldest major champion winner at the tournament. And, look, you could kind of say, well, it's Rafa. You know, mm. it's the French Open. He's, Of course he's going to win it. But, Catters, this year he had to beat the world number one. He had to beat three other top ten players. And what we now know is that he literally had two left feet. It has come out. He has a chronic foot injury cutters where he had to take an anesthetic injection in the nerves of his feet which left him without feeling in his foot unbelievable effort he, he literally won this grand slam on one foot can you believe the feet of one rafael nadal no it's incredible lightning i mean the guy is a machine Think about how difficult it is to get up from the sofa when you have a dead leg and try and drag your way across to the refrigerator just to get another bevy. This guy has just blitzed all before him, and I can only imagine that this was the result of none other than Dr. Fritz. Dr. Fritz. <laughs> only our favourite Dr. Fritz Lightning could have gotten this man over the line Considering the miracles he can run mid-tournament, it would not have surprised me if he just borrowed some of that super glue that had been used by the protester, a few popsicle sticks. Bob's your uncle. You've got 1,028 days left to walk as an able-bodied man. Enjoy it. Cutters, he has been so badly maimed. So he's in so much pain from this foot. The quote he offered just before the Grand Slam final was this, I would prefer to lose Sunday's final and get a new foot. Win is beautiful, but life is much more important than any title, especially after the career that I've had. Nice little two-finger to salute to the other chumps who now trail him in the Grand Slam race. Cutters, uh, had someone suggested to him that, it was actually feasible to get a brand new foot uh, rather than win this Grand Slam? I don't believe that's exactly how it works, Rafa. I think you've been 
playing poker with your Injun ninjas far too often this tournament. <laughs> but to extend that poker analogy, I think this is what I call playing with house money lightning. He has got enough slams up his sleeve that he can throw a few around just for better quality of life. Rumor has it that uh, Roger actually traded one in for a nose job last summer. Uh, so he's back down to 19. <laughs> Courageous decision, if you ask me, Lightning, but I'm not one to judge. No, I mean, he's clearly been looking over at European football and seeing them play for the golden boot and thought, well, you know, why can't I claim one in my profession? What do you want? It's like fruit leather, like a fruit bar. Fruit huh? leather. It's now time to fed up and to poo down. Catters, over to you. Who's got your fed up and who's got your poo down in this year's French Open? Lightning, my fed up goes to a friend from the north, Kasper Rud, the Norwegian uh, brick wall. What can we say about him? Is there any... <laughs> The Norwegian tennis player. I believe that's what we've graduated him to since he made the final lightning. I would love to come up with a more pithy nickname for him, but until he's strong enough to win what should be a very winnable final on clay against Rafa, I find it hard to give him that credit. But he's a wonderful story, lightning, if nothing else. Kasper Rud, growing up in the wealthiest country in the world, just such a brilliant riches to riches story the fact that at a young age he was able to pay off tennis coaches with barrels of oil from the north sea just throwing barrels around on outside courts like donkey kong magnificent youngster and has since proven that he's been able to overcome adversity by cruising his way into tournaments and into the hearts of the tennis viewing public and Catters, it was great that he was able to collect his runners-up silver platter to go with the silver spoon that he's had in his mouth uh, since he was born. <laughs> and lightning from my poo down, we look even closer to home here. Holger Warner, mm. the Danish player who made the quarterfinals in this slam. Amazing result for Danish men's tennis. Crazy. And it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy, Lightning. He is one arrogant man i tell you in a land of humble beautiful people who generally are quite introverted and softly spoken definitely not ones to bang their own drum well we found the lars ulrich of own drum banging right here he has got quite the strut about him lightning and maybe that is an overcorrection we always felt with carolina wozniaki the mm. star women's player that this nation produced that she was a little bit too defensive a little bit too much in her own shell so it's almost as if the opposite has been applied to holger rune and in the quarterfinal there was nothing more beautiful than to see this young man bursting onto the stage and at the change of ends shouting over to his family to say to his mum Get out. Get out of the stands now. Get out. No, this is not a false alarm. Get out. And that walk of shame that his mother made 
walking out on live television just because her son didn't like the vibes she was giving off. And the fact that he also had access to the CCTV footage and made sure that she wasn't just leaving the chat, but she was leaving the premises and the nation. You could just hear him with a megaphone. Keep going. Keep going. So you petulant little twerp, I tell you what, we have found the one arrogant little from Copenhagen and put him on the big stage. And all I can say is I'm really glad I also traded up my Danish citizenship this morning. (laughs) And finally, Lightning, it wouldn't be a major tournament without a such a shame. And I think at the start of this fortnight, if you had have told Sir Alex that he would finish his semi-final in front of a packed stadium chanting his name whilst being chaired off, I think he would have taken that. (laughs) But alas, these lazy workmen who were leaning on their shovels in the first week clearly left a large divot that poor Sasha Shame found himself falling into and smashing his ankle, wincing in pain and being carted off in front of the sympathetic crowd lightning it wasn't pretty Mm. i think rafa was sitting there thinking well now we're equal mate let's get into the third set (laughs) exactly well rafa saw sasha's foot on a 45 degree angle and said well at least you can feel yours (laughs) (laughs) poor sasha shame we look forward to the next chapter in your illustrious career when you are again able-bodied possibly this time next year lightning what's your fed up Catters, my fed up is none other than Annette Contevate, everyone's favourite Estonian tennis player, the the rolling stoner, as we know her (laughs) here on the podcast. And Catters, she's a great story because earlier in the year, she took out a couple of tournaments. She's doing pretty well. She's ranked pretty reasonably and she's chugging along and then, you know, goes to Indian Wells, bums out in round two, then goes to Miami, bums out in the first round. She makes the quarters of Stuttgart, high five, well played. <laughs> but then, of course, in the lead up to this French Open, she goes in the Italian Open. She fluffs that out in the first round, but enters the French Open full of beans, having won a tournament earlier in the year. And, you know, in the French Open, just bums out first round. Out goes Annette Contevay. But having said that, Catters, she heads away, heads to the beach. It's just plonking there, thinking about all her first and second round losses throughout the year, only to find out... That in the recent rankings, Katis, she's number two in the flipping world. <laughs> Annette Contevay, sitting on a beach, working on a tan, realising she needs to work on also the forehand, backhand, serve and volley, but is left to think, how good is tennis? <laughs> how good is tennis? Katis, I give you Annette Contevate. Number two in the world at this point in time. Unbelievable. And I think your nickname of the Rolling Stoner is appropriate. I was also going to go for Annette Contemplate because that's pretty much her secret (laughs) weapon. Doing yoga on a beach, as I saw on Instagram yesterday, and watching her rankings rise rapidly. It's a bold strategy. (laughs) It's a bold move. My poo down... Andre Rublev, mm. he was in a royal battle in a quarterfinal with Marin Cilic, deep in the fifth set, and there was a contentious moment when an out call went in his favour. Marin Cilic hits a ball, it lands out. The umpire, archaically, as you suggested earlier, Catters jumps down from his chair, circles a mark, and says, yep, it's out. 
So what does Rublev do at one all in the fifth set? He says, no, we might give this one to Marin. Overrules the out call, overrules the umpire's chair and lets the game continue. You'd think, well, he's had a brain fade. He's had a meltdown. Cut his moments later. It hits the tiebreaker. The fifth set, super tiebreak. Again, ball lands close to the line, is called out. He circles a ball that was out, only to then ask <laughs> that the point be given to Chilich and called in. What the heck is going on with the man-child cutters? Yeah, Lightning, I don't know. I gave up on the man-child a long time ago. I didn't like his attitude, and now I have another reason not to like him, and that is simple depth perception. This guy, obviously is a loose cannon. He can't see straight out there. And that's a big problem on tour. I thought it was just bad sportsmanship that he hadn't shook hands with his last four opponents, but I don't think he reached that far, (laughs) misjudging it. One guy he punched, and the other three he fell short. So something is very much up with him. He's known for smashing his rackets. I wonder whether he's just practicing his swings and accidentally shattering his rackets against the surface of the court. (laughs) I was going to say it might also explain his haircut, but it has nothing to do with that. It's just a bad haircut, but another reason to be (laughs) suspicious of the man-child. Also, let's not forget Lightning. He recently changed nationality, as, let's face it, all wise people do. In his case, moving from the nation formerly known as Russia to the North Pole, representing that wonderful white flag. And so maybe there's some sort of magnetic field issue going on that has just dragged his eyeballs close to each other. Um, I've always said Michelle Pfeiffer's eyes are too far apart. I know this is a slight diversions, but um, in his case, his are too close. Andy Roddick would actually be well at home in the North Pole. Those are two eyes that are almost looking like that of a cyclops. So, Manchild, just some free cosmetic surgery advice to a player, a former player, and a 1980s actress. She go out of the court on a chair, and, and now she's in the locker, perfect, in the restaurant. So I, I don't like these things, I'm sorry. I don't think she did a, a good attitude on court. I didn't like that. So a good job for her. If you want to do like that, it's a good job. But I, I'm bad because was hurting me and make me angry. So well done for her. It's time to update our listeners on our prediction, success or otherwise. And Cutters, this year, as I reflect on the predictions we made for this year's 2022 Open, I feel our predictions kind of sum up the difference between you and I. Mm. In the men's, I went for a daring, adventurous, kind of creative suggestion in believing Alcaraz could change it up and breathe some life into this tournament, whereas you went for the kind of tired, dated, boring, kind of predictable angle of Rafael Nadal. (laughs) Clearly highlighting the marked difference between you and I. Um, in the women's, I went for uh, number one and uh, clear favourite, Iga Schwantek. Uh Who did you go for, Cutters? Uh, it was Ons Jabur Lightning, I believe, otherwise <laughs> known as 12-year-old green belt chump number seven. <laughs> so, Cutters, some mixed success. You nailed Nadal. I nailed Iga Schwantek. So, between us, we've done pretty well. 
this year, we suggested a glue horse factory segment, a segment in which we would consider those who are no longer fit for purpose. It feels appropriate as we bring this year's 2022 French Open to a close to reflect on a few of the retirees, those who are indeed heading towards the glue factory. Catters, mm. I'd like to put some names to you. I'd like us to spend some time in these closing minutes of just reflecting on some of the game's greats who are bidding us adieu. Shall I add some in-memoriam music just to set the tone lightning? Oh, absolutely. So, some names for you. Kevin Anderson. (gasps) South African giant of our sport, a man who managed to make his whole way through his career with the name Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Anderson Catters. Uh, probably my favourite lumbering oaf on tour lightning. He's a nun-trick pony, I would say. Most guys that height can serve well. He couldn't, yet he still managed to stay on tour for many years, presumably working in the accounts team behind the scenes. But thanks, Kevin, for your service. (laughs) We've also lost one, Tommy Robredo. Tommy Robredo, a man who I assume had to come back from the dead in order to retire. (laughs) Uh, I was sure he was done and dusted about 10 years ago. Cat is Tommy Robredo. An incredible servant of the game, Lightning. Mm. Just the fact that he's found any success with the name Tommy is an inspiration to an older generation of bygone years. But let's not forget Tommy's great achievement as a player, and that was to reach the semi-finals of the Australian Open in mixed doubles. Uh, I'm pausing for laughter across the world as you all listen. But uh, Tommy, perpetual singles quarter finalist they called him the quarter pounder actually lightning i think that was uh the quarter flounder <laughs> that's right let's read copy's biggest pounding <laughs> exactly <laughs> mate i think he copped his biggest pounding between the sheets looking at that sultry gaze he's giving in his retirement image oh the quarter inch pounder <laughs> Tommy, we wish you a highly productive post-tennis career. (laughs) And of course, we can't forget Joe Wilfred Songer, who at this French Open had his Joe Wilfred Swan Songer. What do you make of his career? (laughs) Incredible. I only ever thought Tonga was good for two things. That was rugby and (laughs) banana leaves. But to see a man who is sponsored by a small, spe- a small specific Pacific nation, it's been a great career. Tragically, he never won a Grand Slam. But he won our hearts. Uh, <laughs> he won our hearts, which unfortunately he can't display in that empty trophy cabinet of his. <laughs> Another Frenchman. Tragically, we're going to lose uh, Gilles Simon, retiring at the end of this year. Mm. Yeah, what what can we say about this great man? Oh, yes, Simon, great player. One of the four musketeers lightning, I think you'll find, uh, which included Tonga, Monfils, and I believe Macron. The four must-try-harders, if you ask me, based on their performance. (laughs) It's the golden era of French tennis that yielded no gold. (laughs) They should have tempered expectation by calling it the... (laughs) 
Copper era. <laughs> Copper win when you can, but don't expect more. <laughs> it was the bronze era because they uh, spent too much time getting a bronze. Uh, <laughs> too much time in the sun. The old Annette Contivate trick didn't quite pay off for these four. It didn't, it didn't. And nor did it for Kim Clijsters, whose ill-timed retirement coinciding with a global pandemic was not all that successful, Cutters. She's back in the retirement stakes, and uh, I'm sure she'll be back in a couple of years when she uh, once again is bored and irrelevant. <laughs> yes, it's true, Lightning. It's, it's really sad to see, and... Uh... I think she'd been hoping to play with her grandkids on tour, and so that was uh, just not the result she'd hoped for. But the good news is she's been engaged by the World Health Organization as a barometer for the next time she emerges from retirement. We know that some seriously <laughs> bad shit is about to go down globally. Cutter's Laura Robson, the Brit, is going to retire, which I can only assume she's doing now as she's just tidying up on some life admin. Uh, she's clearly become aware that she never filed the paperwork for her retirement, uh, having been in hibernation from tennis for what must be five years. But Laura Robson has officially retired. There's nothing more awkward lightning than showing up to a press conference that... A, doesn't have anyone attending, but B, requires you to remind people that you still exist and that you're not announcing a return to tennis, but officially ending <laughs> that unremarkable chapter in your life. Sorry, Laura who? <laughs> Robson. Can, can we just get that R-O-B? Okay, right. <laughs> Listeners, it's time to leave you for not too long, but a few weeks before we regather to consider that great upcoming exhibition tournament, Wimbledon. <laughs> a tournament in which they're likely to need some of our 12-year-old green belt exhibition karate kids to fill some of the slots made available due to the absence of ranking points. But in the meantime, listeners, we would love you to jump on iTunes, review and share our podcast to help others get access to The Backhanders. Also, join us on Instagram. Join us on Facebook with our handle, The Backhanders. But until we meet you again, if you're speaking to the great world number one about their recent on-court success, a little voice quietly whispers to you, don't ask about the tennis. Ask about their complexion. <laughs> Let's ask a makeup question. To that little voice, please, please say silence, s'il vous plaît, silence. <laughs>